Ozymandias by Percy Bysshe Shelley. I met a traveller from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone can stand you, in the desert. Can you do this with accentuation as if it was an 80s rap song? Near them, on the sand, half-sunk a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tells that its sculptor well those of passions red which yet survive. Stamped on those lifeless things, the hand that mocked them, and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look at my works, ye mighty and despair. Nothing beside remains, round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare. The lone and level sand stretch far away. And that's why we don't tempt fate. Great. Yep. So that's going somewhere in this episode, oh, obviously. God damn it. <laughs> So, um, hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning! How are we all doing? You can't answer. This is a podcast. This is I'm, a one-way transaction. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the secondary other one of the co-hosts. That's right, I'm primary, I'm in control, let's go to hell. Would it be... Wait, hang on a minute. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure one episode at a time until we run out. And then what? You'll find out in a major way. Oh no. Is this going to be the joke of this episode? It's just 80s rap tropes? Well, not that you've called attention to it. Not that I'm saying we've been looking up some 80s rap, which we haven't. We've been looking up Ozymandias. <laughs> You know, Ozymandias was the original rapper. Yeah. Look upon my beats and despair. 1680s rap, yo. Um, no. 1780s rap. No. 1880s? I mean, even if you're talking Percy Shelley, we're talking, I think, 1880s. But we're talking about Ozymandias, the ancient and long-forgotten king of the poem subject. (laughs) Well, okay, well, what if... Hang on, does that mean that Ozymandias would be the truest OG if he was just like, yo, what up? This rap game is mine. It's all like, wow. That's what I'm saying. Ozymandias was the original rapper. (laughs) He is the guy that you look at and go, man. And just for the the listener's benefit, we are sitting backwards on our chairs right now. (laughs) (laughs) We've got bandanas on uh, because we need to. We've got a poster behind us of Ice-T. Wait, is it Ice-T? Is he the guy from Law and Order? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a poster of Ice-T being all like, don't be Ozymandias. What's a good uh, What's a good educational thing that Ice T would say? Well, Ice T, if he were doing some sort of PSA, might inform us that today we watched the nineteenth episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Five: Gold and Wind, aka Venti Oreo, which is the, of course, Venti Oreo is my uh, favourite Starbucks drink. <laughs> Excuse me, I'd like a Venti Oreo, please. Oh, that'll only be nineteen dollars. Oh, great, excellent. And the one hundred and thirty second episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole: mm. one, three, two, a pro. Prime number. I could kill you right now. Uh, it covers chapters uh, 511 through 515 of the manga, with some little, some little tasty morsels of chapter 508, Ooh. which I assume would be back in the Mister Flashback. In the Mister Flash. Oh, was that all just one chapter? Bits of a chapter, I'm okay. guessing, because we had most of that flashback previously. Mm, we did previously we did. on JoJo's World. We've got to get the diamonds. But Arnold, we can't get the diamonds. I'm not Arnold. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. <gasps> but I'm Big Ballantyne, the other co-host. Hey, Liam. Yeah? Did you know that this episode, the 132nd specifically, has been brought to you by our wonderful patron, Dalton Bester? Dalton Bester. Now, I can't think of a witty pun here. Other no, than... but I like that name. That is like the sort of name I would probably name. Uh... My son. Yep, I'm committing to it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) No, I was going to say like a a sci-fi RPG character. Hi, my name's Dalton Bester. I'm the best hacker on this side of the Neo Fortress. I mean, would his name be Dalton Bester at that point? Or would it just be... That's his birth name, but he has a handle, which Ah. is like Cyber T-Rex. Cyber... Okay, so his name is Dalton Besterman. No, his name's Dalton Bester. Okay, fine. His name's Dalton Bester and his handle is... Cyber T-Rex. Neon Jungle Tarzan. Hey, question. Yep. Why why that if it's completely unrelated to the name? Well, he's he's doing cyber crimes. He's not going to make an easily trackable, like, oh, it's an anagram of Dalton Bester. Okay, does anyone that you know 
in any sci-fi show have a name like Amazon Prime Warrior or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty <right>? good. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you had that name, it'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that's a Dalton Bester name, yeah. Okay, fine, his name's fucking Morpheus. <laughs> there we go, that's better. If I was in the Matrix, I'd be called Neo, because I'm great. If I was in the Matrix, I'd be called Neopolitan, because... No, I think you'd be called Neo Scum. So Shout anyway. out to Neo Scum. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Dalton Bester, for your continued support. <laughs> Um, I just want to put it on the record that if there were a camera in this room, Nick and I both would have looked into it at that moment. <laughs> Wait, after I said thank you for your continued support, be like... Mm. No, when the Neo-scum thing Oh, happened. okay, yeah. I don't know what I expected. So anyway... Um, you refused to take notes today. But then I still took a fair few. Oh, okay. Good. On my phone. Phone note app, gonna be one of those. Oh, God. Golden Wind episode 19. White Album. Is that the name of the episode? Yep, White Album. But on the on the thing, it was called White Ice. Oh, I wonder why that could be. I, I don't know, Liam. That's why we're here, to analyse why things are the way they are. Because of the copyright thing. Oh, I see. It's a worse company situation. I see, I see, I see. Ice. See. Huh. Ice. See. I should drive the car into the canal because the salinated water will slow down the ice. Ice, see, you see? Oh, my brain still hurts from that. Jono drives the car into the canal. Vroom. And he's while he's doing that, Gold Experience is simultaneously punching uh, the White Album suit so much that his hand freezes up and snaps off and then Jono's hand snaps off, but it's fine. I guess it's fine, but he <laughs> did also just lose a hand. Quite ironic. As I covered last week, that the very same thing happened to Jonathan Joestar punching Dio Brando. <gasps> My god. And quite ironic that this episode features underwater battles, much like Jonathan Joestar faced against Bruford. My god. It's all coming full circle. It's no longer 2000 and... There's just a lot of part one parallels for between Jonathan and Dio. I mean... Encapsulated in Giorno Giovanna and the battles he faces. I mean, yes... But also, do you really think it was intentional? Yeah. Excellent choice. I also <laughs> believe it was intentional. Great, good. We did it. <laughs> I mean, what's the alternative? That shonen manga is an inherently limited plot structure uh, yeah. and that reusing it is inherent to the form because it limits creativity? Uh, no, that, I refuse. The need to have climactic battles with superpowers... Uh, even for the most imaginative of manga, because Hirohiko Araki means you'll inevitably start reusing ideas and concepts. No, I think he's just drawing parallels. Okay. Uh, perfectly aligned with part one's entire arc, uh, both in terms of someone's going to have to die and someone has to fight on someone's going to have to live. Whoa. Whoa. Who's going to live? It's uh, Dio. Arena it's... Pendleton. So that she can give birth to... Lisa, Lisa, I'm pretty sure, but I can't... No, Jonathan Joestar Sr. Yes. And then... Was that his name? No, George, George Joestar yeah, was George Jr. Joestar. The second, because George Joestar was Jonathan's father. I remember the details of this property. He was taken from us too soon. By a ghoul or a zombie. Oh my. Driving that car into that canal, punching the guy, my hand's frozen up. Oh, God. So... There's a bit of an inversion of a previous conflict in our um, character dynamics this episode mm -hmm. because you might recall Mirror Battle. Yep. When the whole thing was that Abakio was like, we need to, we need to get the objective, find that item at any cost. It doesn't matter if we sacrifice our friends. And Jorno was like, no, I'll never sacrifice Fugo. And now this week, Jorno keeps being like, no, leave me, go, get go the get item. Go thing, you shithead. Now that's self-sacrifice, which is slightly different, but... Still, yeah. at the same time... Meanwhile, Mister's like, no, we need to kill him to secure the item. Don't you get it? If we both live and we kill him, then we no both more live. problems. Right? I mean, if you think about it this way, if we murdered half the population in the entire universe, no more problems. We've already got the infrastructure, right? <laughs> so, oh my god. Yeah. So Jono is like, Mr. Get out of the car, quick. Mr. Gets out of the car and it immediately doesn't go very well because the entire hood of the car freezes and he loses like most of his hand. No, he loses his skin. Oh, okay. So it's like he jumps out. He's already lost his pinky. Yeah. 
And he gets out, he's all like, okay, time to do a thing. Oh shit, ice. Pulls it back and all the skin just tears off. Yep, gross. It's like, oh good, great, love it. My favourite. And then anime. he dives into the salt water, which will sting his... His baby, baby muscles. Skinless hand. <laughs> this guy has no weakness when it comes to ice. Shit, driving into the canal was a bad idea. Now, who could have possibly seen that statement coming from a mile away? Mm, I don't know. Not either of us, I'm no, pretty sure. I think, I think we both said that it was a good, a good idea to go into the water because it's salinated... Uh, it would require more energy because it's uh, got a higher specific heat capacity than air. Uh, I think that's what the term is. Um, <laughs> You're the engineer. Yeah, the uh, the whole kind of mass problem is there. You know, the the two the three body problem exists. Yes, I know what that is. Uh, your and flux, I want to know the flux capacitance is all off. You know. So anyway, um, the thing I like about this battle, mm-hmm. even though it's mostly Mister doing st- doing the the offensive stuff, is that Jono just. Shows up and saves the day. To be fair, Jono does swoop in to take that W from Mister. Yeah, but he just he no. comes in every five minutes, being all like, "Wait, you got to do this thing." No, the thing that I like is that it's basically these guys just setting up like desperate combo attack after a combo <laughs> attack just to keep this guy at bay for mere moments longer. Yeah, yeah. I just I really appreciate that teamwork that goes into this. It's almost as though they're on the back foot the entire fight, mm. and then suddenly out of nowhere, wait. We, we win. We win. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. It was all because we were teamworking, I guess. And because we believed in each other and ourselves. I guess. It's just like suddenly like, oh, no, hang on. This has worked out perfectly fine. <laughs> I guess. So, Jono, quick, turn the car into vines or some shit. He tries, but then the ice shoots up the vine and melts it. I can't. There's too much ice. I can only make, like, the short grass that lives in the Arctic tundra. And that's not long enough to get you to the shore. Well, who said anything about growing vines to get me to the shore, you bastard The fuck? short grass is perfect. Keep making more short grass, Jorno. I'm going I'm to do something that's really sick. <laughs> so, he pulls out all the grass from, like, the hood of the car? And he's, like, just... Pulling more and more grass, being like, more grass, more grass, more grass. Come on, more. Just always more. If we don't have more grass, what are we living for? Meanwhile, Giacho is being like, the grass will never save you. And then Mr. all like, I care to disagree, lame head. He oh, just... what, what, a, <laughs> what a piercing <laughs> insult. And he just jumps off the hood of the car. On a grass snowboard. He throws all the grass together using Giacho's very power against him. And he's all like, see you later, alligator. Cowabunga, dudes. Pizza and shit. So he like snowboards along the ice, which is not at all how snowboards work, but I'm willing to it gets suspend the job my disbelief. Done. Yep. Meanwhile, Giacho in the water is like, he throws all of the grass into a sled. No, a snowboard. <laughs> And Mr. all like, hell yeah, don't have any snowboard training, but I'm too cool you, you for school. You don't know that. Yeah, true, I don't know <laughs> that. And they do live in Italy where it does snow, so maybe they've gone snowboarding before. Well done, Giorno. Now you won't die, he says. I'll get the job done. So he does this clever thing whereby he snowboards down the ice, forcing Ghiaccio to, if he doesn't want one of his two targets to escape, uh-huh. undo the ice. Oh, I see. I see. I see. The ICC that even now Mister is about to plunge into. White ice. Ice cream. Vanilla ice. Cream. (laughs) was cream. What are we ice saying? What are we doing here? I. What are we doing here? I'd like to. I say... I'd like to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's end this. The podcast or our lives? Why not both? (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Um, I don't know what that was about. (laughs) The ice is undone from Jorno. His whole half face that was frozen over is now free. He's all like, yeah, good work, mister. Now I can do absolutely nothing. Yep. Giacho goes on a big power trip round where he's like, nothing can move in low temperatures. Ha ha, white Alex is a perfect power. I could stop the raging sea if I saw, if I saw fit. Mm. And then he freezes Mr. to a wall. That does track. That does yep. track very well. Oh God. 
I'm in a real bind here. If only we could do some sort of combo attack to mm -hmm. get me out of it. Now, this is legitimately cool. So, is this the one where he notices the thing on the back of... No, Not that's yet. later. Okay. First, Jorno, showing leadership and vision, advises Mr. to gather up the grass parts of the, um, the now defrosted snowboard. Yep. And then shoot them at him. So, the idea being, the grass comes up from the water... Mm-hmm. Is, and his grass. And his grass. <laughs> he straps some of that to his bullets, I'm pretty sure. But um, he also does some, like... So, when he shoots it... Liam, I'm trying desperately to fit in a reference here. That you know exactly what it is. I actually don't. On the grass. Oh, I see, right. And I'm, I'm trying so desperately to be like, he shoots the grass on the grass. But that's not what But that's doing. not what's happening. He shoots the grass on the ice. Now we know. <laughs> um, so the grass pops up. Giorno's then like, we never said anything about shooting grass. Ha <laughs> ha! The grass turns back into parts of the car. Yeah, and we're specifically focusing on like what looks like a big bolt. Yeah, and... Or like a Mister, chunk of engine. And Mister's all like, great, this was a good plan, Giorno. Shoot. He does, yeah, he does some cool shit where he shoots the water to shoot the grass into the air, then shoots more bullets at the now hovering chunk of car. Big screw thing. To give it big momentum. And shoot it into Giaccio's forehead, turning that spiral motif on his armor into a big bullseye. Ooh. And Giaccio's all like, ah, uh, this is not good. Yep. And Mr.'s all like, no, it's not. Reload gun from the hat. Yep. And where he just he does that really cool thing where he just cocks the pistol so that the chamber falls open and then jerks his head so that bullets fall perfectly out of his hat and into the chambers. <laughs> and then click, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, he just shoots a bunch of bullets further into that um, that bolt, driving it further into the wall of ice. A perfect bullseye every time. Don't know why he couldn't have just shot bullets, but you know what? Because the bullets weren't working. Ah. We know that. That's true. We needed something to pierce the heavens, like some kind of drill-shaped object, like a screw or grass. Speak on that. Or bullets. <laughs> well, you know, a screw's all like... I'm doing like a curly motion. A spiral motion. A spiral, right? It's like a spiral. And if you if you put a spiral up to something... And you turn it. And you turn it, it might pierce it. Which I don't think, is, I don't think that's what we're doing. Well, I mean, it is literally what we're doing because it's threading, right? It's It's got thread on it and it threads like a screw. So that bolt gets driven into his forehead. He With bullets. And he sinks beneath the waves. And he's all like... Ah. Did we get him? No, that's just a shallow head wound, but we bought some time. Let's go. I'm mister, I'm climbing up. I'm thinking, if we destroy the statue, then I can get the disc and hide it somewhere in the city. I do have a few dozen seconds. Well, I feel as though, as good as that plan is, what if we could just kill this guy? Yeah. It might not work after all. This guy's dangerous. And icy. Mm. Mm. And yes. white. That's right. I'm mister, I'm not going to smash the statue and find the disc. I'm going to dive back into the water with the ice guy. Jono's all like, are you what are you kidding me? What are you doing? <laughs> Literally the plan was go get the thing. All right then, I guess this is happening. I guess you're underwater with the ice guy now, mister. Miss, mister is underwater. He's all like, hmm. hmm. This guy has an impenetrable fortress surrounding him in this weird ice skater suit. But... If he was just wearing his weird ice skater suit and it was all encompassing, how would he breathe? There's got to be some kind of air hole, like a whale or a narwhal. And now that he's underwater, I can see that ah, it's on the back of his neck. There it is, like an orca. You can see the bubbles coming out of the back. And so he goes, all right. All right. Here's the plan. A couple of you sex pistols go over there. <laughs> I forgot they were called sex pistols. <laughs> I would just love to call my friends sex pistols so I could be like, all right, you two sex pistols, come with me. There's no reason you can't do that, but you'd want to do it with people that you know wouldn't be creeped out. Can I do it with you? No. Hmm. Are you sure? Yep. Are you 100% sure? Yeah. What if I did it next episode? No. All right, you crazy sex pistol. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> You've given me the power of friendship, a power you'll regret for the rest of your life. <laughs> I already do. <laughs> So, Mr's all like, alright, one and two go over there and flank him. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this bullet and it's going to go right into his air hole. When he surfaces for air, that's when we'll get him. Ah, it'll be genius. But alas! <gasps> when he goes up for air... His this... head is pointing upwards. And it's a bit like that weird bone that's growing in millennials. It's covering... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's growing at such an angle to cover his neck. 
Oh no! The air hole is concealed by his helmet! He surfaces, he gets out. We've got to make him look down somehow. <laughs> you were just like, we've got to make him look... Is that word? Not, not up. I not almost left, said, not right. got to make him look gun somehow. <laughs> William, when I'm walking down the street and I'm looking gun, <laughs> I grow a weird bone in the back of my head. It's mm. called the hammer. It shoots the bullet and makes them fire. Oh no. I've just thought if that... Okay, surely I'm not the only person who knows about this weird bow. Yeah, right? I know about it. Yeah. Is that actually called the hammer? No, I'm talking... Okay. That's, you know, the bit of the, the yeah, gun. The bit of the gun yeah. that does it. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, if we adopted a term, it's like, oh yeah, here's my hammer. It's really big. It's like Klingons, like... I don't think it's necessarily a weird bone either. I think it's like a, like a bone spur. I mean, it is a spur, yeah. but it's still weird. It is definitely weird. Like, imagine if you one day were like, ah, oh, just gonna like brush the back of my head as I am to do... Oh, no! Like, if you push too hard, would it snap? Oh, I don't like thinking like... about this. Oh, so weird. Mr. Hatch's a cunning scheme to make him look down. He, as he surfaces, is all like, all right, punk, I'm going to shoot you. It's a good thing Mr.'s gun works when it's wet. That's a good point. <laughs> Do revolvers work when I don't know, work? man. Anyway, so he's all like, yeah, I'm going to make you look down. I'm going to shoot you. He's like, you can't shoot me. I've got a body armor thing on. He's like, you're right. Shoot the water. Shoots a bunch of fish, and the fish are floating there, and Gyatra's like, why the fuck did he just shoot all these fish? You're looking at the fish now is my opportune moment. <laughs> Shoots behind him. Pow. Ka-ching. <laughs> Neck shot. Pow? <laughs> so he High shoots, five. He shoots a bullet right into that air hole. And he does, and they think they've won. But then there's all this weird reverb. These weird echoes. <laughs> Act three. <laughs> and uh, Jono's all like, that's weird. That's an echo. A reverb. A, a reverberation of a bullet. Low temperatures stop everything. Gas turns to liquid. Liquid turns to solid. Look at the air. Solid <laughs> turns to solid. This solace. is my power. White Album gently weeps. What does that mean? Well, what? White Album is, of course, the name of his stand. Yeah. And this special power is White Album gently weeps, which is, of course, a reference to the Beatles song, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Ah. Oh. I just sort of blotted the song names out of my mind. <laughs> What's it about? Well, if I remember correctly, it's about a man who looks at the world and sees it's been spinning while his guitar gently weeps. I see. Why did you spell weeps with an H? Because I'm tired. Of English? Retrospective assessment and legacy. <laughs> my God, what? No, oh, it's all good. Rolling Stone ranked While My Guitar Gently Weeps 136th on its list of the 500 greatest rock songs of all time. Would we really rate it that high? All right. George Harrison wrote, While My Guitar Gently Weeps after his return from India, where the Beatles had been studying transcendental meditation under Maharishi Mahesh Yogi during the spring of 1968. Okay. Just he put, he had this to there. say. I, I want to know who Maharishi... What's his name? Mahesh Yogi. Mahesh Yogi. I want to know more about him. That's a shame. Damn. <laughs> the Eastern concept is that whatever happens is all meant to be. Every little item that's going down has a purpose. While my guitar gently weeps was a simple study based on that theory. I picked up a book at random, opened it, saw gently weeps, then laid the book down again and started the song. Okay. That's Interesting. Very Hirohiko Araki school of creativity. It is. I saw a thing, and then I decided to do that thing. So, uh, I saw a ladybug, and then I drew a ladybug in my anime. And that ladybug became Hirohiko Araki's favourite character, Giorno Giovanna. Giovanna. Who were you about to say? I was about to say Joseph Giovanna for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> anyway, yes. Bullet ricochets through the air, through the frozen air, comes back and shoots Mister. So this is rad as fuck. It's sort of like the air has solidified in places mm. and it's just floating there, which is dope. Which is intense. Oh, and there's like sort of... Intense like, cold. Like sort of vaguely like electrical crackling. Like five gum. I don't understand. Because intense cold, crackling in the air. Are you being paid for this? No, but I tell you what, if five gum wants to pay me, I might actually say no, I don't really like five gum. But, but if I did like five gum, pay me. Mr. drags himself ashore. He's like, oh, Jono was right. I should have gotten the thing. Meanwhile, Giaccio is also there rooting through the trash, being like, where's this damn thing? He's just knocking over a trash can and rooting through this miscellaneous pile of grey anime trash. I just love how nonchalantly it happens as well. Like, we go from one frame of, oh, I just shot myself. Everything's 
going terribly. I need to be heroic. And then just this guy be like, where the hell is it? Just in the truck. Come on. It's got to be here somewhere. Maybe there's a clue in the photo. Hmm. Now I see the trash can is in the photo, but I've checked that off the list. All right, let's just... Right, that's crossed off. Mm. Could it be this griffin statue? At the centre of the photo? In the thing in the focus? What if I just mm. froze it? Looks at, looks at photo, looks at statue. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. No, it couldn't, no. <laughs> he smashes open the statue with his arm, it's pretty cool. Uh... I thought he used ice. No, he used his arm, which was encased in ice. Ah, there it is. That's Mm -hmm. why. And finds the OA disc. (gasps) My God, that's got the power of nuclear codes on it. The power of nuclear codes. Kids, when you're growing up one day, you'll be entrusted with the power of nuclear codes. Use them wisely or we're all fucked. Welcome to 19... Uh, 2003. What was 2003? Uh, the... The the nuclear codes year. (laughs) Where we gave everyone nuclear codes. Just to see how it would turn out. I swear I want this cold to end. And then I can make better jokes again. Ah, of course. That's what's holding you back. Yeah, this'll be my excuse. What's my excuse? Never mind. (laughs) Oh no. Jorno's watching from the the ocean. The canal. (laughs) We are struggling with words recently. (laughs) Oh no. This is the worst case scenario. He's got the disc. And Mister's in despair. He's got the case of the bullets inside him. Wait, we have to use our resolve to of get past course. this. Of course, resolve. Resolve is the thing that can open the path through the darkness and show you the shining path into the future, which is a metaphor that I will make about a dozen times through the remainder of I'm this episode. I'm going to use my resolve now. Hang on, mister. Check out my resolve. Mm. Slam wrist into ice to snap it open. No, that doesn't, that doesn't happen yet, actually. What? What's this one, then? Well, mis- cut to Mister being like, I've got to shoot him in the neck. Oh, no. Mister's getting reckless. We, ca- we can't just be recklessly sacrificing ourselves, though. We need resolve. resolve. Such so- determination. But we can't have sacrifice. And now he is, like, backlit against a glowing golden points of light background. Giacho's like, yes, the disc. Now we can get the boss. Now we just need Trish. And uh, then Jorno. Then Jorno's all like, wait, resolve is the answer. Yes, the music kicks in. If I use resolve, I can get away with everything. Slam wrist into ice. His wrist gets shredded. Like literally shattered into a thousand pieces, but... Blood goes everywhere. He rips it off the ice. Skin is peeled from bone. Muscle is torn asunder. And blood spurts across like a showering icy... A shower. Mister, use your resolve. Follow the path through the darkness. Cut to Mister flashback recap. Mister, when he killed seven, seven people, six guys, I think. When he killed six people without even breaking a sweat, the judge ruled that it wasn't in self defense. (laughs) So we got fifteen to thirty years imprisonment. How could this poor youth suffer such a fate? He was an optimist, but he found himself in the depths of despair. And then he was set free. So <laughs> Bruno just shows up one day yep. when he's all... Getting released from prison. Yeah, he's all like, ugh, I have to eat this slosh. It's like full of flies. And he's like, ugh, prison food's the worst. What's the deal with prison food? <laughs> he's got- you know when you go to prison for 15 to 30 years and you for killing six guys super easily and then they give you like a TV dinner? What's up with that? I don't even have a TV in my cell. I mean, trust me, it was all in self-defense. Why was this what I get now? <laughs> that could actually be a Seinfeld skit, couldn't it? Where he, where George oh, is like... Oh, it's, no, it's, it's Seinfeld after Seinfeld when they're in prison. At the end? When they're in prison? Yeah, they go to prison in the last I, episode of Seinfeld. I thought the end of the episode was they get on a train and they're like, all right, well, see ya. And that was the end. No. What? I don't know what that is. Shit. What's the end of Seinfeld? The end of Seinfeld is they go to prison. <laughs> For what? For not helping a guy who was getting burgled in front of them. Right. Okay, then. And there's a big trial episode. You don't remember that? No. No, I remember they got on like a train or something and then they just go, all right, well, see ya. Yeah, that's not Seinfeld. 
I swear that's the end of Seinfeld. No, the very end of Seinfeld, the last shot of Seinfeld is George and Jerry in their prison cell and they start having a conversation about the placement of buttons on on jeans, which is is the very first conversation they had in a laundromat in the very first episode of Seinfeld. Does it end with uh, Jerry, like, going up to the, the cell bars and being like, hey... Hello? No. Okay. I don't know what that is either. Okay. But I want to say that as the credits are rolling, there is a thing of Jerry in prison oranges doing prison stand-up. Gotcha. Understood. But it was all in self-defense. And this is what we get? I mean, really, what's with the court system? Well, you'll be fined to $30,000. Why was I fined $30,000? I've it- never fined $30,000 in my life. <laughs> you see, now Nick, I, I'm, I'm loving your energy in these Seinfeld bits But they're not jokes No, no They're all just statements <laughs> this, this is the cold, this is what it does to me <laughs> I just ramble, meaninglessly, for years on end People give Seinfeld, Seinfeld a lot of shit for, for his bits Being like, what's the deal with that? Yeah But he's good at it And yeah. he makes it very funny like, I know It's a skill It's very good That's why he's the father of modern observational comedy Oh, would we call it? Father, or would we call it the master? I can say both. Shit. Both. Both. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that? Are you having a stroke? Yep. Bye. (laughs) Oh no. So he's getting out, and then Bruno Bucciarati is there. He's like, I saw your case on the news, and I was like, that was fucking bullshit. It was obviously self-defense when he shot those six guys in the head. So I'm going to bail you out, because fuck the court system. Join my team. There's a restaurant that I own. What was it called? Libeccio. Let's find out what that means. Libeccio Diorno. The only Italian restaurant where you can buy your own Libeccio. Or is it Libeccio? Double C. No, because it hasn't got an H. Because a bar Yes, you're right. I've, I've, I've double confused myself over the course of this podcast. Yeah. Nick knows how to do Lebeccio. Well, first of all, Lebeccio is a province in Just Cause 3. It's fairly spacious with large open fields, <laughs> woodlands and wildlife. But Lebeccio is the westerly or southwesterly wind that predominates in northern Corsica all year round. Ah, so it's a wind. Mm. We've, we've seen wind before. Golden. True, there's that. See? Yep. See? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nick remembers Lobeccio. I want... That, that makes me imagine a sort of alternate version of part five where the whole thing isn't Trish Quest, mm-hmm. where you've got gold experience and then the restaurant they all hang out in, Lobeccio. <laughs> so it would just be, like, people come in. Well, if, if it was, if it was a, for instance, a more episodic thing in the yeah. style of part four, yeah. you know, then Lobeccio would be their sort of social base of operations. Like how in mobster movies, they're always just like hanging out in the front of a restaurant. Yeah, but then it would just become Cheers. <laughs> I didn't say it would be a comedy. It's still a gritty crime drama. Okay, so it would become The Wire. Yeah. Do we want to watch... JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is The Wire of time. <laughs> Could you imagine a deadly serious JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... Where You've already lost me. Where there's no fun. <laughs> there's no, like, amazing poses unless they're super intimidating. And everyone is like, alright, we didn't make enough money to save the kids this week. From, from the, the drugs. drugs. What are we going to do? I guess we could kill the guy who's... The boss? Yeah, but that's a pretty We'd have high to, moral price. We'd have to find some treasure. Uh, to earn Bucciarati a position as his capo. Yeah, but and you then, know what would happen next? They just go... his daughter. Yeah, but they just go, no, that's too risky. We should just... And they pull out their guns and just go, murder the guy. I guess these institutional problems are hard to solve through hyper-violent hijinks. Yeah, exactly. And it would just be super serious and lame. And then the very last episode would just be the boss being like, you know why I'm the boss? Stand appears. Because I'm willing to get shit done the fun way. He's the only one with a standstill. Yes. He's brought the world to a standstill. He's the boss. He rewrote reality in his image where he's the only one who's allowed to be fabulous. Whoa. This is my uh, JoJo's villain concept. This is your alt art. Sure. Where it's just the boss is like a clown having a great time. Yes. He's like a cool clown. My alternate art of the boss is a clown. The boss doesn't look like a clown in regular <laughs> JoJo's. Doesn't he? We haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen him yet. I mean, he could be a clown. All, all I'm saying is, if he's not a clown, I'm going to be disappointed now. Because he'll show up in like full makeup and be like, Jono, you've done well. <laughs> <laughs> honk, honk. 
Now tell me, as he's pulling out one of those really long out of Jono's mouth, yeah, long, the long rainbow napkin handkerchiefs, things. yeah, napkins. <laughs> he's just like, so Jono, tell me, did it take a while to get there from uh, from Florence? My mouth is full. Well, I know it's full, but you know, and then like the last one is like a dove. <laughs> Whoa, cool. I know it's cool. And then he pulls out a rose from behind her ear, flicks it. Somehow he's an illusionist now. Giorno Giovanna, help me sell drugs to children. <laughs> yeah, flips it and it's filled with cocaine. So they go to Lebeccio. <laughs> okay. The bruschetta here is great. Oh, this. So they were like, let's get four orders of bruschetta. And Nick was like, no, make it five. And then moments later in the episode, the, Mr. was like, no. Make it five. I'll have an order. I'll have one order for myself. Yeah. And it's just like, hang on. You ordered four orders of bruschetta mm-hmm. just for pleasure. No, for, um, mister. Yep. And then go, he's a hungry oh. boy. Yeah, but like. Well, no, we see in a moment that the rest of the boys are join- joining them. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. The rest of the boys join them. Whoa. And mister like kicks back on his chair, puts his feet up on the table. And is like, oh. I could get used to this. And then we have a end two of breaking that. We have a two-frame montage where it's him actually smiling. Well, not smiling, but conversing with people and being like, "Hey, you're wrong. I'm Mister. I'm great." And, and then next frame is him in his new outfit with like the arrow pointing down. I don't know to if that face. actually happens, does it? Yeah. Okay. He's all like, hey. "Oh, is this why the narrator's like, yes. Mister believed that when you're young, you could loiter in one place, metaphorically speaking, or even stall out for a little while, but sooner or later, you'll walk your destined path." Liam, you're you're exactly Lebeccio. The wind. Meanwhile, back in the present, of course, I can walk my path thanks to Giorno's blood. It's revealed the path. He fires off a heap of bullets, one of which notably snaps off a big metal pillar. Pole. A big metal pole? Yeah. What? Oh, the, the bullets. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought you meant one of the bullets snaps off a pole, as in it originates from the pole. I went, oh, no. It ricochets what? off a pole, okay. doing big damage to that pole. I don't know why I thought that. No. No. Not sensible. Am I going crazy? Yep. Is this what's happening? So it ricochets off, and then he's all like... Perfect neck shot. And, uh... Oh, because the frozen chunks of air are splattered with Giorno's blood, revealing a path through them. Through the darkness. And this is just like one of those multi-tiered JoJo's Bizarre Adventure battle, like, no, you're wrong. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Things where we think his plan is to use the blood to reveal the path through to the neck hole. Yep. And he gets a perfect neck shot based on that. But the neck hole is frozen over now because uh. he can just... Freeze it. Freeze the air and then unfreeze the air on the inside of his suit, thereby giving himself more air. And he demonstrates this by freezing the disc and then absorbing it into his suit somehow. Yeah, I'd swear he just teleported it. Yeah. So, uh, yep. It just works. It it just works. Oh, I don't even need the breathing hole. You're so stupid. No. And, th- and then he gets shot six times by his own bullets. Once, yep. a- once again... Guido Mister shoots himself in these with his own bullets. Uh, that's three three Mister battles in a row. Alarming, alarmingly high percentage. And this of time, himself. this time more than ever. He shoots himself, and then he's like, "No, I just need to show my resolve." Yes, reloads. The, no, no, no. You're quite wrong. Oh, the resolve wasn't to shoot your neck hole. The resolve was to shoot myself six times, thereby creating a huge blood splatter over your visor. I thought that happened after the many shots. Oh, well. oh yeah. So he shoots himself six times and shoots then creates a big blood splatter. And he's all like falling slightly. He's like, ah, you thought I was dumb. You showed me the path to shoot myself, Giorno. Again. Yeah, once again. I know what it feels like because it happens a lot. <laughs> the I'm path really good. to splash your face with my own blood. Oh no, I'm so stupid and I'm blind. And he shoots him some more in the face and then he slips and he falls neck back, air hole into big metal spike that he shot earlier. And he's all like, great, now I just need to keep shooting him. Yeah. Until he falls right into that thing. Do I have the resolve to repeatedly shoot you there by shooting myself and driving you inexorably further into that spike in your neck? I think I do. Let's do you... test my resolve. This is like, cool. 
This, is, this like is, cool, is fucking dope. This is a cool JoJo's Bizarre Adventure moment. This is fucking amazing. This entire like episode is amazing for some reason. And he's like, how dumb it is. He's shooting and he's like getting more and more hunched over, but he's still in a pretty dope pose. He's all like, yes, I will keep shooting with my resolve. He's like perfectly upright. His knees are, are bent. But posture-wise, he's perfectly upright until the hips, where he's just doubled over. It's rad. Yeah. It's um, fucking rad. Oh, and there's a cool... As he's gearing up to do this, and he's, he's first entering that pose, there's mm-hmm. a cool shot from Giacho's perspective, where there's blood all over the visor, and he wipes the blood away, and revealing Mr. in that pose, pointing the gun at him. So ridiculous. Uh, so then he shoots... Mr. You're dying, and we're fading away. You have to stop. No. I have resolve. I can still shoot him. My New Year's resolution is to shoot this guy. Well, you didn't say that as the stands. You said that as normal you. Mister. There we go. That's better. You've got to shoot him. You're dying. We're dying. No, I'm resolving the situation. Ah. Thank you. Thank you. But no, you're so stupid, mister, because I, Giacho, am in control of the situation. Because Impossible. I froze all of my precious neck blood to create a structural support so that I won't get shot back anymore. Also, your last bullet's still flying through the air and you just got shot in the head by your own gun. Again. Bam. So that's... Two battles in a row where that's happened? Yeah, Mr. got shot in the head and then he got shot in the head. I can't remember if versus... Um, Pesci? No, not Pesci. No, he definitely did. He got shot by Prosciutto with his own gun. Yep, yep. Uh, but I can't remember if against a uh, truck guy whose name escapes me, if he got shot by his own... Shot in the head, specifically. Uh, I don't think he did. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time. I remember he shot that guy in the mouth and that guy was like, I've got a bullet in my mouth now, <laughs> but it's fine. God, how ridiculous. Mr. gets shot in the head. And for real this time, not just stopped by a sex pistol. He's falling. He's dying. But he's fine. That bullet wound closes over. What? What? Dawn breaks. The music is playing. Giorno Giovanna is there. He's backlit by the rising sun, cradling Mr.'s barely conscious body. It was you who had the resolve, Mr. And now... My resolve shall see us through. Such resolve, brighter than the rising sun, which even now crests over the horizon, revealing the path we're meant to take to victory. And then he leaps into the air and does a heap of kicks. Muda, muda, motherfucker! Yep, muda, muda, kick murder is what I wrote. <laughs> as he drives that spike through Giacho's neck, murdering him. Breaking the blood thing behind him, yep. and it's all like, oh, damn. Barely conscious mister is like, I noticed that despite Bruno Bucciarati being our capo and this Giorno Giovanna being a newbie who's probably been here for about a day. Oh, maybe three. Actually, no. You know what? How many hours has it been in canon? I don't know. Things just seem to go how this Giorno says. It was partly my resolve that got me this far, but also partly Giorno's resolve. It almost feels as if He's my capo. And now I, I die. Jono's then like, hey, Well, buddy. we got the disc. Hey, buddy. Uh, so I'm going to heal you up a bit, but it's not really healing. So yeah, there's this exchange. Um, he's like, I got the disc. Great, great. Do you want to just fix me before I actually die? Because well, bit- I couldn't actually shoot myself unless I... Like, I wouldn't have been able to go through that without knowing that you yeah. could just fix me. I had to have a backup plan, which is not dying. Well, you see, I'm not actually healing you per se. You let me let me explain. Do you have a minute? Uh, you know, not really. So what I'm doing is I'm giving life to the bullets that are lodged into your body and turning them into the body parts that they have. Yep, they're all going into my bloodstream. Can you just kind of hurry this up a bit? So it hurts a lot. Uh, so don't complain, buddy. Heal me the hell up. Zip. Oh, fuck, can you be a bit gentler? I just told you I can't. Now you've got 18 more wounds, so here we go. Meanwhile, stealth boat team enters Venice. Naranchi is there. He's got his, um... Carbon dioxide sensing radar. Yeah, and he's in a, he's in a cloak. And he's all... He looks like someone in um, one of those old cult films where they're like... They're going down the river and they're all like, yes, we're going to the ritual place. You know? <laughs> yes, you know, that very common yeah. thing. Yeah, like in um, Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, sure. Where it's like they're going around in The cloaks. greater good. Yeah, exactly. 
etc. <laughs> yeah, he's in that little river canal thing. And a very funny skit happens here where he thinks he's done. Stum- I laughed. It's like legitimately kind of funny. It is. It is very <laughs> where funny. Where he thinks he stumbles upon Giorno and Mister in a compromising situation. He's like, oh, it's been a couple of hours now. They must have just had nothing to do but sit around for a while. Cut to. Well, the, we the, have to we have to press the dramatic this with, music plays. We have to press this with Bruno and crew are in the turtle. Yes. So only Narantia sees. Only Narantia sees it, uh, and he looks over, and there's there's a Mister lying down. He's on a, on bench, a bench now. Giorno, Giorno bent over what from Narantia's perspective looks like bent over his crotch. Yep. Uh, as as, <laughs> as Mister's like, like oh, gentler, no, gentler, Giorno, don't make me take my clothes off. It'll just hurt all the more. Uh, and then Narantia's all like, uh... Bruno just goes, what do you see, Narantia? Do you see where they are? Uh, no, no. Oh, I don't no. see anything. Oh, there's something in my eye. Oh, I d- oh no, mm. I just need to keep yeah. looking. Yes, um, moving on. This was also the point where I went, Liam, this show's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> We've got a guy with a radar eye going around on a boat in Venice... With a turtle who's talking to him, but it's not the turtle; it's the dudes inside a the tur- talking turtle. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's just the guys that are inside the key lodged into the turtle. Unless we forget that turtle's name, Coco Jumbo. Oh yeah, was it Coco Jumbo or Coco Jumbo? Well, the song is Coco Jumbo, but we think the turtle is Coco Jumbo. Okay, gotcha. But I think there's probably some wiggle room there based on Coco Jabu translations. Mm. Post credit scene. <gasps> the boss. Is in that very same room that Risotto Nero was in last time. And he's all like, oh, Risotto, you can't be found. You're heading to Venice. You've but gone I'm, on the loose. I'm not worried because either either Bruno Bucciarati and his team will take care of you or I will. Walks to the window, drops the cloak he is wearing. In the instant the cloak is dropped, he is gone. <gasps> he's turned invisible. <laughs> when you're really invisible, you can feel it. I feel as though... He didn't just magically jump out the window to die, but rather stand bullshit. Remember that guy that we met in part two who was a Nazi with a flying cloak and the cloak was just blowing through the wind and then when Joseph ripped open the cloak, suddenly the guy was on top of the cloak bearing down on Joseph? No, but... It didn't last very long. Okay. Um, Joseph beat him up by groveling at his feet and then hammering a cactus to shoot him full of needles. Oh. Oh. That was in one of the early episodes. Yeah. On the way to the secret Nazi secret Mexico Nazi base. base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I very vaguely remember this. <laughs> very vaguely. But no, I don't. Okay. So yeah, he's like that, but more stand bullshit. The boss. He's around. He's up in the mix. He's got powers. So Nick... Yeah. More our highlights and lowlights for this episode. Mm. I want to say, my highlight has to be ricocheting bullets with air. Because mm-hmm. that is dope. That is fucking rad. Like, just... God, yes. Like, even the shots of it where um, Gacho is all like, yes, now I send the bullets back to you, is like so radly animated. It's like him like leering like a zombie over him and it's... Oh, mm-hmm. it's good shit. Yeah. Your highlight? Um... Mm. Honourable mention to Ice Snowboard, because that's really cool. But I think I have to pick Mr. Repeatedly Shooting Himself to kill this guy. (laughs) Love how that's a highlight. It's awesome. I mean, he's got a lot of resolve. Yeah. I know what my low light is. Is is it the same as mine? Just saying resolve. Too much talk about resolve. So much resolve. Like 30 fucking mentions of resolve in like 10 minutes. It's, It's a lot. If this was a book, you would just burn it. It's Jorno turning to the camera and I'm explaining the themes of this battle. <sighs> it's sort of like if someone was watching, say, I don't know. Jojo's Bizarre, Bizarre Adventure. And being like, well, what's the main idea of the franchise as a whole? And it's like, well, the idea is like, I don't know. Look into camera. People. Speak on that. Well... You know, people have got stands. It's about mental will and shit. So it's just about... Resolve. Oh, shit. It's about resolve. And then they pull, like, a PowerPoint presentation out. They're like, excuse me, here's the handout. But what is resolve? Don't worry about it. The important thing is that it shows you the path to the future, like the blinding sun, known for killing vampires. Looks away from camera. Now let me tell you, villain. About resolve. So much fucking resolve, man. So much. Nick, 
What? They got the OA disc. They're yep. in Venice yep, with yep. the boss uh-huh, and Trish. Yeah, there they are. The yep. only remaining member of the Hitman team, the Hitman team, Thank you. is Risotto Nero, who remains at large. Mm. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Venti Ori, in <laughs> the episode entitled... I can just see Chibi Figurines, Venti Ori. Mm. Anyway, yep. Hi, I'm Chibi Figurines. <laughs> I'm a level 3 warlock. <laughs> in the boss's last orders. Ooh. Okay. Well, I think the boss is just dead now. Um, he just. You'll never get away with this risotto, Nero. And now jump out I of the die. I never had any stand powers at all. Um, I've already hmm. left a legacy behind that will run Pashiyane autonomously after my death. What? What could it possibly be? Ah, it's a series of AI. <laughs> um, okay, well, the boss's last orders probably doesn't mean for the rest of the part. The sure. boss's last orders. It probably just means for these guys, they're going to break off after this because uh, they'll go, now we know who the boss we're is. We're going rogue. Yeah, exactly. They're going Hitman team. They're going the way of the Hitman team. Truly, the Hitman team would have been a dark mirror of them in that circumstance. Ooh. Breaking off from the boss for selfish reasons As opposed to these boys Breaking off from the boss To save the kids from the drugs Mm, mm. Truly a dichotomy of philosophy for our times Sure Um, Well, boss's last order Okay, they're in Venice The boss is also in Venice They have this OA disc The OA disc that will teach them how to hand over Trish to the boss So they'll pop it in and they'll be like It's too dangerous you need to take care of Trish now. <laughs> She's too dangerous to be left alive. <laughs> All right, boys. Here's the plan. So Risotto Nero will be in Venice. I think that's what the message said on that laptop. Right? Yeah. He's on in, his way in to the post credit scene. Yeah. Or it was like, you know, remains at large. So he'll be headed to Venice. Mm-hmm. He will undoubtedly, unfucking doubtedly have some weird bullshit stand power. That's super weird. Risotto or the boss? Risotto. Well, we saw him fill that guy's face with nails previously. Yes. So it's going to be real weird. I imagine time bullshit, but I don't know. Um, so he'll be in Venice. The boys will be all like, okay, here are the boss's last orders because we're going to be autonomous for a while after this. Ah, okay. Or something like that. Um, the boss slipped up in hastily writing his last orders to put them in that statue and left a fatal clue that allowed them to deduce something about him. His signature? Ah. Uh, so maybe He wrote it on the back of a bank deposit slip. <laughs> so maybe it'll be something like um, Rosario Nero shows up, they're deciphering what's going on, mm-hmm. but then Trish awakens. Her stand. Her stand. But at the same time, I don't know if it will be that. Okay, good. Um... I don't know if it will be that because Trish, it doesn't feel like Trish should awaken at this point if she hasn't this episode. Right. If that makes sense. Because I thought that she would. Have by now? Yeah, but she didn't, so. Nope. So what's going to happen to her? They're going to hand her over to the boss? Uh. She's going to leave the show without having properly awakened her stand? A female character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure who sets up some interesting plot hooks then doesn't follow through on them? That doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, no, I think maybe... Okay, so maybe it won't be Trish Awakening yet. Okay. But maybe we'll have a whole new crew that's in front of the boss. Because the capo doesn't go directly through the boss, do they? Or do they? Well, we don't quite know how it works in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 into Oreo. But if we remember our Mafia org chart... Yes. The capos report to the underboss. Yes. So maybe... Hmm. I wonder... Maybe it'll be something weird like the underboss goes, oh no, they have to get through me first before they get to the boss. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, they're going to go through me before they get to the <laughs> boss. Uh, because they won't know who the boss is because the only person who would know is the underboss, surely. Surely. But was that Mr. Pericolo? No, he was another capo. We knew yeah, that. Yeah, we did. He handed over the reins. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Maybe. Okay, here's what I think is going to happen next episode. Risotto Nero is going to show up and be all like, I just have to murder these fools. (laughs) He'll take out two or three of them. Who? Let's say Fugo. Yep. Giorno? Oh, he's not going to kill them. He'll just incapacitate them. Or, yeah, in some way. Okay. Uh, And they'll be like, what? But we need to get them back. Uh, And maybe a Bakio as well. 
So then Naranchi will still be around and be all like, but it doesn't make sense. He has to be somewhere. But for some reason, negated power. Uh, Trish will be there being all like, I don't know what to do. I'm Trish. Uh, we'll have... Who else is there? Naranchi? Bruno. Uh, Bruno. Mr. Bruno will be there being all like, I'm the capo. And Mr. will be all like, I have a gun. That's right. In fact, no, those two will be taken out as well. It'll just be Narancia and Abakio. You said Abakio got taken out. Sorry, no, I'm not Abakio. Fucking Trish. Trish. It'll be Narancia, Trish, and whoever the other one was. No one. Sure. <laughs> uh, yep, it'll be them being all like, what do we do? What do we do? You're young. You're spry. I'll use you as a meat shield. And then Trish will be all like, aren't I younger than you? <laughs> Okay. Or are you younger than me? Who knows? This prediction's a mess, but let's cut it off. Okay, fine. Anyway, point being, Rosario will show up next episode. Great. He'll fight them, and they'll win. Yep. Boss won't show up yet, and they'll be all like, now we know who the boss is, let's go after him. Great. Yep. So, something that we decided to do as we were coming through the Hitman team. Thank you. But then stopped for a while, because we forgot. Oh. It's talking about how effective their powers would make them as assassins. In real in life. In our opinions. Right, yes. So let's, we, did, we covered off for Maggio, we thought it would... As, as we saw it happen, where he put that car in that guy's drink. Yeah. Pretty effective. Pretty effective. Uh, and we talked about Aluzo, who... Mirror guy. Yeah, has some structural limitations in that he's, it's hard to get through locked doors and shit. <laughs> but at the same time... You never ooh, know. Ooh, damn good. What do we think about Prosciutto and Pesci? Prosciutto would be a very effective assassin mm -hmm. on his own, because he would just age everyone. A lot of collateral damage there, though, but yeah. fairly inexplicable. Yeah, a lot like... You would just go, oh, it must have been a gas of some kind. Maybe it's terrorism yeah. rather than saying, oh, it's a hitman. Yeah. Right? Uh, Pesci, unsure how effective. Well, we saw in the episode mm -hmm. that when he uses it effectively... It's insane. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, it would go up, kill them, and he could have an alibi somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But the he, whole he time... Can also stick it, he can also put it in things, remember? Yeah. But the whole time, he would have to be reeling in. He'd have to look like he's doing that. So if people watched him... Yeah, but, I'm also, he'd just be but this it's invisible too, yeah. right? He'd just be this crazy guy going like... <laughs> he could do it in like a cupboard or something. I guess, but then he doesn't have an alibi. True, true. Yeah. What if he's down by the docks? With a real fishing line. Yeah. Okay, I could believe that. Situationally applicable, Pesci. Yes, yes. Malone. Malone. The bastard child creator. Oh, Malone. Uh, I think it would be a very good assassin in real life. But it runs a high risk of getting him arrested for unrelated crimes. Exactly. It requires a Which lot creates of... a double jeopardy situation where he can't possibly be arrested for the assassination because he's been arrested for sex crimes. Yeah, he can absolutely be arrested for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so effective assassin, terrible for... person. Yeah, uh, sure. Man, Malone's the worst. <laughs> He's just like... I'm glad that snake bit him on the tongue. <laughs> it could have bit him on the dick, though. Uh, anyway. Giaccio. Giaccio. Incredible destructive power. Not very good as an assassin, though. He's... You know, neither his power nor his personality are subtle enough to make effective assassination. Exactly. exactly. He would just run around and be like, why is this the way it is? I hate this. And people would turn around and be like... Why is that guy frozen? I think Giaccio is the kind of guy that you hire when you want to put a hit on like an entire mob family and you just send him into their base and they all die. Because he freezes everything. Yeah. It's like, yep, great. Excellent choice. Yeah, I can believe that. Yep. Cool. And then there's Sorbet and Gelato, who we don't know their powers because they died. Ah, classic. And of course, terrible hitmen, Risotto Nero, whose power appears to be putting nails in people. I think he'd be a good hitman if that's his power. He's certainly scary. Yeah, because there's no fingerprints and maybe he can do it from afar. And his eyes. His dark, foreboding, definitely not unique at all. Now, to eyes. be fair, his eyes and his jester's outfit do make him stand out in the crowd. That is true. No, hang on, that's blatantly untrue. Because we know that people with stands in Italy blend in. Because they wear normal people's clothes. That's true. The narrator did tell us that. So how dare you imply? <laughs> how dare you? All right. Yep. So this has been JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast. You can support us in any way, shape or form that you please. Yeah, you know the drill. Patreon. Rate us on the, uh, the podcasting service of your choice. Makes us more visible. Helps people find the show. Follow us on Twitter. Or tell a friend. Uh, if you don't tell a friend, we'll make you. Sure. Or we'll get you new friends and you can tell them instead. Yeah. Yeah. Friend us on Friendster. Um, 
was about to say grind us on grind Grind us on grinder, bumble us on bumbler, tend us on tender, coffee meets bagel us on coffee meets bagel, uh, Google Play us on the Google Play Store, give us a plus on Google Plus, uh, book us on Facebook, come see our our stadium sellout tour on Google Stadia, uh, stream us live on Mixer, and get into my personal space on MySpace. And with that, I think we're good. To be continued. Arrivederci. <laughs>